0: This program was produced at and first aired on MPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand on air. Kapai Irarangi Temotu, MPR.
1: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like.
2: Hello and welcome to Amazing Grace for another week I pray you will be blessed My name is Lynette and I'm joined by my husband Dennis
0: It's great to be with you this day
2: Yeah, so remember here at Amazing Grace We would love to hear from you Any feedback, you have questions We don't claim to have all the answers by no means But if you have a question, we could do some research Check out the Bible, what it says And also we had um, some free giveaways, a DVD on how the world will end and the book Steps to Jesus. Also, we're happy to pray for you or a family member or friend on or off air. You can contact us either by email and the email address is www.mpr.nz and... Or you can also text us on O 15216. Now we're just going to um, start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, the Bible, and we thank you that you care about us. I just pray that you will guide in what we share today and that you will speak and encourage the one who's listening. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, so we're going to have a look at a verse in Isaiah for our um, short devotional to start with today, and it's verse 8, and it says, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Now, there's a story And it goes like this. Imagine a beautiful china teacup saying, I wasn't always like this. There was a time when I was just a cold, hard, colourless lump of clay. One day the potter picked me up and said, I could do something with this. Then he started to put pressure on me and change my shape. I said, What are you doing? That hurts. Stop. But he said, not yet. Then he put me on a wheel and began to spin me around and around until I shouted, Let me off. He replied, not yet. Then he shaped me into a cup and put me in a hot oven. I cried, let me out of here. I'm suffocating. But he looked at me and said, Not yet. When he took me out, I thought his work on me was over. But then he started to paint me. I couldn't believe what he did next. He put me back into that oven and I said, I can't stand this, please let me out. But he said, not yet. Finally, he took me out of the oven and set me on a shelf where I thought he had forgotten me. Then, one day, he took me off the shelf and held me up before a mirror. I couldn't believe my eyes. I had become a beautiful teacup that everyone wants to buy. There are things going on in your life, listener, at the moment, today, that you don't understand. When you finally get to the place God wants you to be, you'll realise that he's been making you into a vessel he can use to bless and to bless others. So allow God to shape you. Yeah, powerful, a powerful story.
0: Lynette, well, I, <coughs> I was just thinking um, when you were reading that, about this verse here, um, in 1 Corinthians 13, it said, um, um, What we see now is like a dim image in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. What I know now is only partial. Then it will be complete. It's complete as God's knowledge of me isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, so um, we only know a little bit. Yeah, but one day God's going to explain everything. Isn't yeah,
2: that good? it is. It is really good. So yeah, let's um, let's have a song now, and it's um, entitled "Amazing Grace."
0: great song, wasn't it? Um, today, um, what we're going to talk a bit about health, um, Lynette's not going to read um, from the book today, but we we just thought we'd share a, a few thoughts. For for instance, um, I've known two people who just dropped dead um, just recently. Um, <clears throat> one was 49, 50, and he was playing basketball, he, he did a lot of that, but just one day, um, one Friday, he just um, he dropped dead on the basketball court. And then uh, there's another guy, um, I'm involved with the street van in Palmerston North and we go out on a Saturday night and um, we give out um, food and drinks and um, try and <coughs> care for people. And one of our leaders, um, he just recently, um, buried his mother, right? And then it wasn't long after that, um, a week or two, um, within a month, anyhow, um, he dropped dead, right? And he was, um, just 60, just 60. So <clears throat> most people don't worry about their health until they lose it, um, <clears throat> Once you lose it, it can be quite a battle um, to gain back your health. Now, um, in the West, um, the main killers are heart disease um, and cancer. Heart-related, um, you know, the vessels, um, strokes, heart attacks, things related to um, to our, um, what what would you say, Lynette, our heart, um, our arteries? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now, in in the Bible, in Genesis 1, it gives the principles of good health. Um, For instance, um, the first thing that God created was light. So we need to be out in the sunshine every day. For at least, uh, what is it Lynette, 15, mm. to
2: half an hour? Yeah, the, um, on on your skin I think it's a bit shorter than that but you can check that out with All the right. UV um, app that you can get these days. But so why do we have to be out in
0: the sun? What do we
2: get from the sun? <laughs> yeah, very good question. I've actually forgotten But I I just know that it's. uh, uh,
0: Isn't it vitamin D? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Vitamin D, isn't it? Yes. So, um, sunlight, sunlight, Um, light. God said, let there be light. And then, um, a bit further down in Genesis 1, he said. God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. And so he, um, he made two great lights, um, the sun and the lesser light, which was the moon. Um, so the, the next thing after light was water. We need water. Now, a lot of people cause um, a lot of trouble for themselves because they don't drink water. Right, not fizzy drinks, although Coca-Cola, or all, that, all that stuff won't do you much good. We need to drink, um, I think it's 30 mils for every kilo of weight. I think that's what it is, is it? milligrams. Milligrams? It's, yeah, it's usually around um, eight cups, two litres of water. We need to do that. Now, it's really important to do. Now, why is it important to, to do? Is because your body uses that water. It uses about fifteen hundred gallons a day, and um, it recycles it. But there's waste through sweating and um, you know going to the toilet, and so uh, it's really important to replenish that water. So, sunlight, water—they're just basic things, aren't they? And air, God created the atmosphere and the air it's important to breathe deeply and so exercise is really important, it's good to climb a hill or to do exercise that makes you breathe deeply, so these are basic things but they're really important and a lot of people don't do it now the diet, it says that um, in verse 29, it says, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree um, that has fruit with seeds in it, and they shall be your food. So what, what's the diet, Lynette? It's fruit. Yep. Yeah. Fruit,
2: nuts, and grains, and grains,
0: and vegetables, and yeah, vegetables were added a bit later after Adam and Eve um, chose to rebel against God, mm. right? So those are the four things that God said uh, which were good to eat. Now the problem with today is that a lot of processed food. When you go to the supermarket, most of it is processed. So the first place, um, well, I, I usually go to Pack and Save. Um, countdown when I mean, the first thing you see is the fruit and the vegetables, so that's the most important, <laughs> right? It's the processed food which is not good for us. Now, <clears throat> a couple of um, interesting things, um, Americans. Um American government has spent um many millions of dollars researching seven day Adventists. Now seven day Adventists uh live within the culture of the Western uh, world as well as other countries too, they're all around the world. But they live on an average of eight to ten years longer than the general population. Now why is that?
2: Yeah. Um, why is that? Why is that?
0: Um So diet, exercise, but there's another thing too, it's trust in God. So it's our attitude, you know, a merry heart is like medicine. So if you think, um, if you have, what what do they call it, thinking, thinking? Um, wrong thinking, if you have the wrong attitude and you, you know, life can be tough for a lot of people Mm. and things Um, don't go well for a lot of people. They have a lot of trouble, you know. There's a lot of people suffering from depression. But if you count your blessings, whatever situation you're in, count your blessings. That's really important. Really important to count your blessings. Um, I remember the story of, um, Corey and Betsy, um, Ten Boone. They were Jews. No, they were hiding Jews. They were Dutch people in the um, Second World War. They were hiding Jews in Holland. They got caught, they were put in a concentration camp. <coughs> Excuse. And Betsy said, um, we've got to count our blessings. She said, and No, it was Corey, was it? No, Betsy said to Corey, <coughs> we've got to count our blessings. She said, what can you... <coughs> thank god for in this hell of a place and she said we can thank god for the fleas because the guards don't come in here so there's always something that you can thank god for <coughs> so that's really important for our health now there's a guy called colin campbell and um he did his phd in the dairy industry and over the years, he's done a lot of research on nutrition and health. And the Chinese government um, asked the American government to help them on the this research. It was the biggest um, study ever done on nutrition, because the leader in China was dying of cancer, and they wanted to find a way to beat cancer. And so it was a it was a really big. Um, Uh, research program. So they went into the villages of um, China, 190 of them, and looked at their lifestyle and compared it to the West. Now, they didn't have heart disease. They didn't have cancer. They didn't have diabetes. They didn't have arthritis because they had a simple diet. They had plenty of exercise, exercise, and um, they had um, a good attitude. Now, if you want to read about that, um, I recommend that you get the book The China Study. Um, I bought it about 10 years ago and read that, the original one. Now, there is an updated one, which is a lot more research in it. Now, <clears throat> another thing you can do is you can... Go Online, just put into Google forks over, knife, over knives. Forks over knives DVD, it's an hour, but over an hour, I think maybe an hour and a half. You might have to pay a few dollars, but it is well worth it. Um, <coughs> Another one is um, What the Health, right? So, there are a couple of DVDs that you could look at. I tell you, don't be like most people, they get sick older on. And they get sick, and it's a hard battle. It is a really hard battle back. So if you're young, please have a look at those DVDs um, and um, consider
2: what we're saying to you. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that, eh? Mm, I was just thinking, Dennis, um, there's a, a way of um, remembering each of these um Things an acronym and it's new start so um, new so n is nutrition e for exercise w water s sunlight t temperance which means moderation and the things that are good for us air rest is r and um, t the last letter of start Trust in God Yeah, Yeah. so thank you Dennis for sharing those things And we're going to have a song now And it is called Mighty is our God Mighty
1: is our God
0: Well, it's great to be back with you um, after sharing a few things on um, health and the importance of it. Um, now, we've been sharing um, from the book of Revelation, and we're up to Revelation 12, and I was going to read verse 12. But I um, I got this out of a book on the book of Revelation, and um, i just like to read this to you. It says, The Apostle John wrote this work while banquished to the island of Patmos because of his faith you know the story that um, the emperor um, he decided that um, he was going to get rid of John it was said that he would be alive when Jesus came and he thought he'd prove him wrong and someone suggested that um, boiling him in oil would be a good way to get rid of him. And so they heated the oil up and they put him in the oil, but God miraculously saved him. And so to get rid of him, they put him on the Isle of Patmos. And it says um, in the book of Revelation, uh, in it he describes a vision he received to comfort suffering Christians for their faith. It is a graphic, symbolic an ultimate glorious vision of God's victory over sin and evil and death. It also depicts the incredible joy and freedom we will experience in heaven. And as you read this book, the Book of Revelation, let your mind develop a new, a fresh new picture of our higher power, the God of the Bible. So, isn't that good? <clears throat> it's really good so anyhow we'll come back we're going to have a commercial break if you're enjoying this podcast in 2, you could make your very own just like this one NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online check out npr.nz for more information well it's good to be back and we're looking at the book of revelation which is um, a wonderful book um <clears throat> And um, God purposed um, for this book to be in the Bible because it tells us about um, the future, tells us about what heaven's going to be like, uh, it tells us um, our destiny. You know, it's just wonderful um, that this planet, you and me, can be part of this wonderful plan that God is preparing. Jesus came to this world, and um, as a baby and no one wanted him and he had to be born in a it's like a cave where they kept animals and then you have Herod the king Um, he didn't want any competition so he sends his soldiers to Bethlehem and he kills um, all the babies under two years of age think of all those mothers and fathers the suffering that he brought and then he grows up and um, his wonderful ministry opens the eyes of the blind. He raises the dead. He heals every disease. He controls nature. You know, a storm was going to destroy the disciples. And Jesus said, peace be still, and it was still. He controls everything, but he allowed himself to, to suffer more than anyone who's ever suffered and then to die upon a cruel cross so that you and I could be in his kingdom. He's paid our fine. You know, when you break the rules in society, you've got to pay the fine, but God has paid our fine. And whosoever will may come, everyone can be saved, no matter what anyone has done, they can be saved, you know. And uh, the great thing is, you know, I was reading... I was reading, um, I, I struggle to sleep sometimes, and um, I read a book um, by um, Dale Carnegie on worry, and he says in there, if you can't sleep, don't worry about it. Sooner or later you'll sleep, eh? Um, and it's so true. And I was reading this verse. i just got to get to the right spot, and um, it's Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, In verse 13, it says, God never said to an angel, as he did to his son, sit in honor at my right hand. Right? So God never said that to an angel. And then in Revelation 3.21, it says, I will invite everyone who is victorious, that can be you and me, to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Do you see what it's saying? No angel has been asked to sit on the throne of God, but because of what Jesus Christ has done, he is going to he's going to share the throne of the universe with all those who are victorious, all those who have overcome us. And it says, it says in Revelation at the end there that God is going to come and dwell on this planet and He's going to live here and He's going to dwell with His people forever. Isn't that amazing? And those scars from Calvary are He's going to retain forever. Every time you look at him, you'll see, you'll think, that's the only reason I'm here is because he gave his life for me. There is nothing in all the world, and no other religion like this, right, is the greatest story ever told because it's talking about the greatest person. Now, I just want to read. um, We're up to Revelation 12 and verse 12, and it says, Rejoice then, you heavens, and those who dwell in In them. So that's the the, um, the other inhabited worlds in the universe. We have no idea how many. But it says, Woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil, who is the great enemy of us all, has come down um, to you with great wrath, for he knows that his time is short. His time is short. And that's interesting. Now it's talking about the final crisis the final crisis at the end and <clears throat> I just want to um, share a wee bit um, in the book of Daniel now you can't understand the book of Revelation unless you um, understand the book of Daniel. Now in Daniel 8 and 11 and 12 it, many times it mentions the time of the end um, and or the time of wrath. Now in the Moffat Bible it says the crisis at the close, the crisis at the close, right? And then, um, and then in chapter eleven, verse forty, at the time of the end, the time at the end. So um, it talks there, right? Now when we come to uh, Daniel twelve, and in, in the on the um, the statement at the top says the end times. Now i just like to go through it because there's some really interesting things here. Now the Bible actually says in John, no Romans 9.28 says that the final movements are going to be rapid. So Revelation 12.12 12, says the devil's time is short. Now we believe, what I've read, is that this time is going to be short, the final crisis. And we will talk about um, what will bring about the final crisis. But I just want to read through um, and explain as I go um, in Daniel 12. And it says, At that time, Michael, the great prince, who protects your people will arise and there will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. Right? So Jesus in Matthew 24 is quoting this. There'll be a time of trouble such as never was. But it says, at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered so you and I can have our name written in there. And it's by Accepting Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord. And then it says, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. In verse 3 it says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Isn't that amazing? Verse 4 says in Daniel, so this is going back um, into the 5th century before time of Jesus. This is when it was written. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll. It's written on the scroll. Unto the time of the end, the crisis at the end. Many will go here and there to increase in knowledge. Now, the New English Bible says many will be at their wit's end, and punishment will be heavy. That's what the New English Bible says. Then I, Daniel, verse 5, Then I, Daniel, I looked, and there before me stood two others, one on the bank of the river and the other on the opposite bank, and one of them said to the man clothed in linen, which we believe is Christ, who was above the, um, the waters of the river, How long? How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? And it's talking about the book of Daniel and these prophecies, especially the last prophecy. So the book of Daniel, there are four prophecies. Daniel 2, Daniel 7, and uh, Daniel 8 and 9. So that's the third one and the fourth one, and which is the last one, 10 to 12. Daniel it says the man clothed in linen who was above the waters but the waters of the rivers lifted his right hand and his left hand towards heaven and I heard him swear by him who lives forever saying it will be for a time half a time no it shall be for a time times and half a times see now what does that mean Now, a time in Jewish reckoning was 360 days. Two times is 720, and half a time is 180, so you get 1,260, 1,260. Right, maybe this final crisis is going to be 1,260, right? And then uh, I'm just going to find my space uh, place there. And it says, When the power of the holy people have been finally broken, all these things will be completed. So when you're reading the book of Revelation, there is going to be great persecution. The apostate woman, apostate church, was drunk with the blood of the saints. And in verse 8, I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked my Lord, What will be the outcome of all this? He replied, Go your way, Daniel. Because the words are closed up and sealed unto the time of the end, the crisis at the end. See, and then it says, many, many will be purified, made spotless and refined. Isn't that good? Many, many, right? But the wicked will continue to do wicked and none of the wicked will understand. But those who are wise will understand. They will understand. And from the time of the daily sacrifices abolished and the abomination that causes desolation set up, there will be 1290 days. Right, the, Jesus quoted that verse. So he said, um, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet, flee. Now, abomination in the Bible is idol worship, worshipping idols, and the desolation is the enforcing of those uh, enforcing the false worship of idols. All right? When that's set up, there will be 1290 days. And blessed is the one who waits and reaches the end of the 1335 days. See, all these things have meaning. And then it says, last verse, As for you, go your way to the end. You will rest. And then at the end of days, the end of days, it's the second coming, you will arise and receive your allotted inheritance. Oh, what an inheritance that will be, eh? That will never perish. But that phrase, blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1335 days we believe, um, we, we don't know until the time happens, but we believe that at the 1335 is the second coming. Right? I read in a commentary and it says, Happy is the person who witnesses the dramatic events of the closing scenes of Earth's history. So that's interesting, isn't it? So you have three time periods. You have... Um, 1260, 1290, and 1335. Now, it is thought that in Revelation 13, which we will talk about, that um, the 1260 will start when false worship is enforced by church and state, and it will go for 1260 days. And then there will be a death decree because Revelation 13 talks about that. And then there is another 30 days to the end of probation where it says in Revelation 22 verse 11, he that is just, let him be just, and he that is filthy, let him be filthy. That's what it says. And then there's another uh, 45 days and... um, We believe that is the 1335, the second coming of Jesus. So as Noah and his family went into the ark, the door was shut and there were seven days. Nothing happened, and then the rain came. So it's a similar pattern. So our time is short when that final crisis comes about, and we will talk about that more. But I think we should have a break, Lynette. We should have a song. Thank you. Yep.
2: Let's have a song And I'm just trying to remember What it is Let's see if I can find out Yes His eye is on the sparrow
1: The shadows come And why does my heart So I sing because I'm happy And I sing because
2: Yes, that song reminded me of um, something that happened last night. It was extremely windy here in Palmerston North and um, our adult daughter at home told me on the phone that um, she found a nest and inside there were two baby sparrows. And God's eye was definitely on those two baby sparrows because our um, two daughters... Um, fed those two baby sparrows and probably two or three hours later they um, one of them took these baby birds plus a magpie um, that another woman had found to a, um, a bird rescue place about um, almost an hour away. So, yeah, God was definitely watching over those two little sparrows. So, friend... Whatever you're going through now His eye is on the sparrow So I know that he watches over you And that he's caring for you Even if you're feeling like that um, teacup story at the beginning That he's put you somewhere and forgotten all about you His eye is on you And he knows exactly what he's doing So keep trusting him So back to you now, Dennis
0: Right (coughs) Right, it's good to be back Now I'm going to read from verse um, 15 to 6, no, 13 to 16. It's an interesting section in the Bible and it says when the dragon, the dragon, um, verse, uh, where is it, verse 9, it says, The great dragon was hurled down, the ancient servant called the devil or Satan. Right, it leads the whole world astray. So the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth and he pursued the woman. The woman, remember, it's a symbol. The woman represents the church. <coughs> so he pursued the woman who gave birth to the male child. Right, And it says... The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and half a time. Remember I mentioned about that before? Times represents one year, which is... Three, in Jewish calendar, 360, two times, that's 720 and a half, is 180. So that gives you 1260. 1260 is a very common number in the Bible. Jesus' ministry was 1260 days. Elijah was in the wilderness. Um, well, it never rained for three and a half years. So very common. It's a symbol of trouble, trouble. So it says there for a time, times and half a ton out of the serpent's reach. Then from the mouth of the serpent spewed water like a like a river to overtake the woman, sweep her away with the torrent. Torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swarring, um the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Right, so (coughs) the dragons, after this, um, uh, pursued the woman, which represents the church, and um, Satan's after God's people. So you can't can't get at God, so the the next best thing he can do is attack his people. (coughs) So when you're a parent and someone hurts your children, it really upsets you, and this is what Satan's doing. Now, and they fled into the wilderness or into the desert. Now, I read a book years ago, it's called Judge by the Gospel, and this is what he says on this part here. He says, when the revelator saw a woman flying in the wilderness with eagle's wings for 42 months or 1260 days, where she is protected for three and a half years, he is not, presenting an exact timetable. The Apostle John is making a skilful play on two events in the Old Testament which illustrate the condition of the Christian church between the resurrection and the second advent. Those two events are Israel in the wilderness for (coughs) two years plus 40 years. Hence the figure 42, and Elijah being hid from Jezebel for three and a half years by such ingenious imagery um, and um, the book of Revelation, manipulation of numbers, John beautifully shows that the situation of the church is like both Israel and Egypt, uh, Elijah, I mean, in the desert, let sanctified. Imagination grasps these two analogies of the Old Testament, and we will have a rich source of understanding on the present life of faith. Used in this way builds character, faith, hope, and patience and endurance. Isn't that good? Now, Lynette, have we got time for you to read uh, what I asked you, which I thought was quite good? Mm Mm-hmm and it's taken from the booklets that I've been advertising, which you can get online.
2: Okay, so do I start from um, the very top? Yeah. Top of the page. Okay, so it's titled Satan's Revenge on Jesus' Followers. We know from the Bible that Satan has two main methods for leading people away from God. Force, threats, and persecution. In the Old Testament, flooding water is a symbol often used to describe evil evil nations attacking God's people. In Psalms sixty nine David speaks about the overwhelming effects of being engulfed by deep water. The symbols of water and a woman used in Revelation seventeen fifteen appear. To describe wicked people and forces that support anti Christian powers in their attack on God's people. The second way that Satan um, attacks people or is leading people away from God is deception and persuasion in Revelation twelve sixteen out of his mouth can also be a way of describing deception by false teachings similar to Revelation sixteen thirteen to 14, where unclean spirits came out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast and the false prophet, to deceive the world. Also, John probably would be thinking of the deception which took place in the Garden of Eden, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3, when the servant serpent deceived Eve by his words, what is being portrayed here are the persecuting forces and deception by false teaching used against the followers of Jesus, symbolized by the woman. Then it says, the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river. This imagery comes from the Exodus where the sea swallowed up the Egyptians who were pursuing the Israelites, and you can see that in Exodus fifteen verse twelve. And when the earth opened its mouth to destroy Korah and others after they rebelled against Moses, and that's in Numbers sixteen thirty two. So I think we need to yeah stop and wrap this up. Yeah,
0: yes, we've run out of time, as um, Lynette, uh, my wife, said. Um, but here's some thoughts on um, Revelation 12 um, twelve to
2: 16. Thank you, Dennis. Yes, challenging times ahead, but God is with us. So, yes, before we finish, just a, a final reminder that um, we'd love to hear from you, uh, feedback or questions, and you can contact us by email on dot. NPR nz, or text on five two double two six eight one five two one six. Remember that we have um, here in the manual too. The at the local takeaways, the Signs magazine, which is a family um, magazine, which has really punchy articles and uh, interviews on people who have gone through all sorts and just how God has really been there and helped them. So, free magazine here in, um, Manua 2 Takeaway, sorry, Palmerston North Takeaways. And also the free, um, giveaway of the book, so, um, Steps to Christ and the DVD on How the World Will End. So, yeah, let's close with a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And how you saved everyone in this way, Lord, by giving your son, um, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes, trusts and clings to him will not um, end up in misery or have struggles that don't have an answer today, but will have abundant life here and everlasting life. We just thank you for that amazing, unspeakable gift. Please be with the listeners, the our friends now as they um, go about their day for another day, for another week and to help us to remember that your eye is over each of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. So from both of us here at um, Amazing Grace, God bless. Until next time, my friends.
1: Oh, I see
2: oh, yeah.
0: If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify as well as the accessmedia.nz app
1: support this show and others like it by giving a donation for more information go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate